Young Gospel. Yo, what's up, everybody? It is a beautiful, beautiful morning. How's everybody doing? Look, I hope you're doing great. I hope you're doing marvelous. I hope you're doing just fine because I am. I am truly blessed. It is another day that I can be here with you guys and we can speak about the word. Now, you are listening to the Young Gospel. Young Gospel. Young Gospel podcast and it is your host young gospel and today i have ep8 for you guys this is going to be episode number eight and we're going to title this message load your weapon that's right load your weapon get that axe 238 special on the side of your hip and let it go when you're ready my friend I'm happy, I'm excited, I am joyful, I love you in the name of Jesus, and with that said, let's get right into it. Episode number eight. Now, load your weapon. What exactly am I talking about? Well, we have a weapon, a huge weapon, that we always oversee. We don't like to use it, and it is the truth, and it is the truth in Jesus Christ. Oh my God. How easy is it to just use and apply what we already know? Look, most of us as youth, we already know. We already have the truth. We have already learned enough scriptures. We have already spoken to people about scriptures, people in need, maybe friends, family, maybe for some of you that are evangelizing, even strangers. So why not use it, load that weapon and use it look the bible is a big big weapon it is one of the key pieces in our arsenal i've always been told b-i-b-l-e basic instructions before leaving earth so before we leave this earth we know what we have to do we have to spread the gospel but in order to spread the gospel we actually have to load our weapon and use our weapon now look second timothy 3, 16 through 17 says all scriptures is breathed out of out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. Look, we th- this word is used for reproof, okay, for correction. And for training in righteousness, we are in training. But even in basic training, we are taught that we are preparing ourselves to be able to use our weapon when we are ready. And a lot of us are ready. Most of us are ready, but we just don't want to do nothing with the Lord. We don't want to take the Lord anywhere. We don't want to take the Lord to the neighbor's house. We don't want to take the Lord up the street. We don't want to take the Lord with us when we go play sports. We don't want to take the Lord with us to school. Oh, heaven forbid my friends at school know that I'm a Christian. Look, you have a great tool. You have been taught the word of God. You have been taught righteousness. You've been training in righteousness. And it says that the man of God or woman of God may be competent. You are competent. You are more than capable. 
and equipped for every good work the Lord is sending us out in the midst of wolves to do good work. Why? Because the Bible is equipping us. We are in training. Load that weapon. Load your weapon. But use it. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. Listen to this. You will not depart. It will not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night and night so that you may be careful okay we need to be careful if we meditate on this word day and night we're going to be careful with our actions and what we decide to do uh, in our lives the example that we want to live for others are others going to look at us and say that's not the type of christian i want to be or what about if they're not a christian and they look at you and say well i wouldn't even want to be a christian because look at how they're acting Look at what kind of person they are. So we need to be careful so that we can do according to what is written. Okay, so we have to follow what is written. It's their basic instructions. For then you will make your way prosperous. You will prosper in everything that you do. And you will have good success. Who doesn't desire success? As youth, right now, some of us are leaving high school. Some of us are in high school. Some of us are wanting the better classes to get the higher education, to skip community college and go directly to a, a Cal State or, or even better, maybe an Ivy League university. Look, we, we can do all of this because the Lord is going to make us prosperous and the success is going to follow if we decide and we choose to do the right thing. We can speak about God to everybody. We can evangelize this world. We really, truly can. But it starts with you. You have to do it. I can do it to the people that I see and that I know and that I decide to visit or to go out and speak to. But I can't be everywhere in this world. Christians, we are like, I don't know how many million strong. We can go out and we can evangelize the whole earth if we really decided, if we were in one mind and one accord and we all got up and said, today is the day. Today is the day Young Gospel has called us all to discipleship, all to evangelize. We will change the world as we know it. Matthew 4, 4 says, but he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. We're not going to live just from Taco Bell. We're not going to live just by eating bakers. No, we're going to live by listening to the word of God because it is healing to our soul. It is marrow to our bones. Okay, I love that song. Uh, I forget what singer sings it, but she's talking about these dry bones that are going to come alive. Some people are dried up. Some people are shriveled up. Some people are as dry as a prune. But we can give those people life if we preach to them, if we go out and talk to them, if we go out and evangelize to them and we speak to them about this great God that we serve that has empowered us. We were in that position at once. We were in the same boat that they're in right now. We were those dry bones. Somebody preached to us. Look, no one has came to the gospel 
because they were righteous and they learned this on their own. No, someone prayed for us. Someone prayed for you. Someone prayed for me. So we have to be mindful that someone did this this great favor for our lives. And now we owe it to someone else. That is how Christianity grew in the first place. The apostles went out and made more apostles and made more disciples of the nations. And that's how it grew. That is the process that we need to take. We need to go and get those Bibles, uh, Bible studies started. We need to go out into the homes and preach into the homes and start cell groups with our friends at school. And instead of saying, hey, you want to come over and do drugs? How about we say, hey, you want to come over and speak about God? Do you want to come over and have a Bible study? Do you want to come over and, you know, hang out and maybe talk about your problems? Look, we all have problems and we all face issues in our lives. And if someone is willing to open up to us, then we are ready to give the word over to them. Okay, Christians, we have problems. But see, we already know who, who to seek refuge uh with we already know where to go we already know where to run we know that that altar is there and we know that that altar is going to deliver in our favor it's going to rule in our favor you know he is the great judge and he is always going to rule in our favor because we are his children and he says that all the promises are for us that he has in the book of life okay in the bible so first timothy 4 13 says until i come says the Lord, until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scriptures, to exhortation, to teaching, to the public reading of scriptures. See, that's what we do in church. A lot of people come, the pastor gets up on that pulpit and in public, right? Not behind closed doors, but in public, because anyone can walk in. It is a public place. The doors are always open at the church. In public, he reads out the scriptures for exhortation and for teaching. Okay, you can exhort people. You can motivate people. You can encourage people. You could say, hey, let's do this. Let's do that. But let's do it for the Lord. And we can also teach people. Because beginners, even though some of them get motivated, they still need to be taught. Because there's going to be other people, there's going to be opposition, there's going to be people that are going to come against them that are going to say, well, what are you talking about? I know of a God, but he's like this or he's like that. We have to teach them first, you know, and I love it when a new when a newcomer uh, comes into the church and, and he's ready just to do everything for the Lord. Okay, that's beautiful. That's the energy we need. But we also need to teach them. They also need to learn and we need to speak about it publicly. Okay. So there's nothing wrong with starting a Bible study at school and dedicating your lunch break with two, three other people. Look, you don't have to get the whole school in on it because not everybody's going to want to do this, but you can start there. You can get two, three, four friends that want to sit down and read a scripture and you will see how that will change your life. At my high school, we had a Bible study. And you know what? The oddest thing, the strangest thing was that the people who decided to join were the people I least expected to join. We used to hold hands right in front of the American flag at my school, at the steps of the school. And we used to pray around the American flag before we actually went down and, and went to class. And of course, a lot of people looked at us as, as weird, as oddballs, as awkward. But you know what? I know where my life was going and I am here now. And I know that all of those things that I did made a lot of sense to my life. But I was never afraid. I was never afraid to load my weapon. I was never afraid to use my weapon. Like I said, that axe 
238 special put that on your hip and let's go let's use that weapon okay john 15 7 says if you abide in me and my words abide in you ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you now does he say ask whatever you want and it'll be done for you no it says if you abide in me and my words abide in you we need to be studying the words do the words abide in us, okay? Because we are always so quick to say, yeah, we abide in you, Jesus. But then he asks us, but do my words abide in you? Are you following my scriptures? And if you are, ask whatever you wish. Now, this doesn't mean you're going to ask for a brand new car. This doesn't mean you're going to ask for a house and automatically that's what you're going to get. No, we're not working. We're not working for a genie. We're working for a God that's going to give us the right things. Even your parents wouldn't give you that because even your parents know that you will go and spoil yourself. You will go and become a rotten child, just like the prodigal son. That's what he wanted. He grabbed all his money. He grabbed his inheritance and he booked it. He ran. He ran. He went to go party and look how he came back. He came back with nothing. His inheritance was gone. He came back empty handed, yet his father still received him. Okay, our father does take us back in, but we come back with nothing. And that's the problem. A lot of times we ask for the wrong things. We don't have because we don't know how to ask. Let's also learn how to ask and let's be realistic. You know, some of the things we really need are health. We need peace in our heart. We need love for others. We need to learn our Bible more. Look, all of those things are going to come. I'm not saying that Christians cannot have money, that a Christian cannot be driving a Ferrari. I'm not saying that. There's plenty of car enthusiast in the christian world there's plenty of fashionistas in the christian world there's plenty of geeks and tech guys in the christian world christians are open and can do anything that they want to do as long as we're following the scripture in doing so okay let's not let these material things keep us away from our lord or let's not become idol worshipers for these material things and forget about what the lord is doing you know, this book will keep you away from sin, but sin will keep you away from this book. And I want to close with this. It's First Peter 2.2. And it says, like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. Like newborn infants. Newborn infants, they don't want meat. Newborn infants can't digest pizza or pasta, or lasagna, or ice cream, or chocolate. Newborn infants long for pure milk, for good milk. But here the Lord is saying for spiritual milk. And what is that spiritual milk? That spiritual milk is His words. We long for His words. We want to learn more about the Lord. Why? Because knowledge is power. Okay, it doesn't matter if you have all the money in the world, but you lose your soul. We have to understand. We have to learn how to differentiate these things, okay? Just because you have money doesn't mean you have happiness. The Lord wants to give us a complete package. He's not just trying to put more on one side of the scale and less on the other because then we will be off balanced. He wants to give us a balanced diet. Look, here's your car. It doesn't have to be an expensive car. If you want it to be an expensive car, then work hard for it. Here's the word of God that we will want a full portion of. Okay, here's your house. Here's your wife. Here are your kids. Or if you're not planning on having a family, here's your car. 
Here's the word. Here's your college tuition. Okay, we, we can balance these things. We have a tray in front of us and it has plenty of little places to put different types of foods. We're going to have our, our main dish. We're going to have our side dish. We're going to have our dessert. We may have a snack and perhaps even a good drink. So it has to be balanced. And that's what the Lord wants to do. He wants to balance us out that by it, we may grow up into salvation. Remember that if we don't have a balanced diet from the time we become Christians, we become unbalanced and we will not have salvation. That's what it's trying to say here in First Peter 2, 2, that we may grow up into salvation, that the whole time we're growing up, we're growing up and we are on the salvation path. We're not on the destruction path. We are not hell bound. We are heaven bound. Okay. We're not on a highway to hell. We're on a highway to heaven. That's what it's trying to say here. Again, guys, I can't stress it enough. We need to load that weapon. Okay. If a soldier goes out onto the battlefield with an unloaded weapon, believe me, when he tries to pull that trigger, that enemy is going to be on him like white on rice and you are not going to survive. So we need to load that weapon before we step onto the battlefield. Once we're on the battlefield, we need to use that weapon. And that weapon is the Bible. That weapon is the scripture. That weapon is the Holy Spirit. We are fully equipped. The Lord is not just giving us one side of this. He says he sent us the helper. Okay, so we have God on our side. We have his word. Okay, and we have the Holy Spirit as a helper. There's no, there's no excuse. This is what we need to do. Load your weapon, use your weapon. Carry that. Acts 238 special. That's what's on my hip. I highly recommend it. I love you guys in Jesus' name. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns you can get with me, you can get at me at yggospel at gmail.com. Once again, that's yggospel at gmail.com. I love you guys in Jesus' name. Again, if you just want to get in touch with me, please like, please subscribe to the podcast. I will be coming out with more episodes. This was EP8. And this is Young Gospels Podcast. Young Gospel. Young Gospel. I'm out.